Welcome to the Dog Days uh, episode one, where I'm joined by myself, Ollie Scott, Ian McKenzie, and Junior Eldstyle. In episode one, we'll be talking around reflecting on the year that's just been, uh, the year ahead, and also whether goals are relevant or not. This is the Dog Days with Ollie Scott, Junior Eldstyle, and Ian McKenzie. <laughs> Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Dog Days. Um, my name is Ollie Scott and I'm joined by Junior Eldstyle. Hello guys. And Ian McKenzie. Hello guys. <laughs> this is our first one. So before kicking off, I think it's really important to define what the what the fuck the Dog Days actually means. Ian, you were Googling yesterday and working this out. What, is, uh, what does Dog Days mean to you, mate? So the Dog Days to me are the days that we're currently, we find ourselves in. So three of us, we're looking to aspire with our respective businesses and we'll get into what they are uh, shortly. But we wake up with days of uncertainty, not knowing if we want to carry on doing this, should we sack it in and get a job, which may be the easy option. Uh, And I like to call these the dog days, the days where we have uncertainty, where we're a bit scared of what tomorrow brings. Um, But we've got to get through it and we've got to crack on and that's kind of what it means to me. What does it mean to you, Junior? Well, to me, I think it's an opportunity for us to learn off each other. And I think um, in a in a day where being an entrepreneur, or even starting your own business is so popular at the minute and everyone's doing it, I think it's just a perfect platform for all of us to, yeah, like I said, learn off each other and speak together. But the term itself, yeah. the dog yeah. days. Oh, yeah, the term Cause itself. Because we, we did Googling on it and it's not what I originally thought it was. But I was asking, what what do you think like the term struggles. dogs? So the struggles that people go through is the dog days. People say when, you, when you're in trouble with your message, you say, oh, he's in the dog house. So <laughs> <laughs> You've been in plenty <laughs> of those, haven't you, Junior? Yeah, I have been in plenty of them times, yeah. So um, <laughs> to me, the dog days, like you said, is is going through the struggles. And yeah. to what we, we're doing, evidently, is is doing it together. Going through the dog days together. I think that that's yeah, that's a lovely like explanation. And also, just in terms of defining the dog days, um, the dog days are factually known as the hottest days in the summer. Wow. Where even dogs don't run around, pooch. Um, no one runs around. Not it's even very on heat. Sad. Not even on and, heat. And that means it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. The and sultry, would, steamy wow, okay. days. That's a very good definition. I like that. There we go. Mm-hmm. And we're past those days. So for me, um, I, I, yeah, I've spent the last year and a half educating myself with podcasts from Gary Vaynerchuk's. There are, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss's and all these brilliant people that are, you know, massively successful. Mm. When I hear about their struggles, I hear a Hollywood plot. And you hear the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk saying that you've got to work 20-hour mm. days and you hear... God knows. Everyone does. So. Everyone says they, they, they work 24-hour days, you have no sort of rest, no yeah. break. And yeah. it's unrelatable. And I, and I think I want this to be an education tool for us three as you know, entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call us, and whoever joins us on, on this panel and whoever listens, um, to learn about what it's like for people that are actually going through it now. Because... There isn't a podcast for Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos from 30 years ago, whenever it was, you know, no. when he was going through the struggles. There's not a podcast that I can that I know of that I can hear about from That'd when. That'd be fucking interesting. It, wouldn't it, right? And so we ago. may, we may uh, you know, on this quest, we may uncover gold in, you know, in 20 years' time and meet the next Richard Branson. But we want to hear about now and we mm. want to hear about the reality. Mm. We want to hear about the successes and also the struggles. So for me personally, this is an education tool and a podcast and hopefully something to educate other people that are listening. It is an education tool because it's it's all about learning, mate. And we're all, like you said, we're all, all three of us are starting our own businesses. Mm. And it's just an exciting time. 
the more I know about another trade as well is is what I want to do as well. The more I know, learn, the, the better I'll be in myself. Mm. So, I was going to actually start this off because I think um, it's quite a clever way to start, and I and I'd like to know the answer to this question. Mm. How, like in the last kind of two years, is there a significant moment to you? Junior, where you, you can thought, call me Pooch, mate, because I know you really, I really can't do it. I find it so fucking hard, right? Pooch, okay. woof, 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 woof. The dog does. Yeah. Is there is there a significant moment that comes to your mind where you thought this is a fucking struggle? How am I going to get through this? Yeah, mate. Like every fucking week, every week. There's you. You get that. I get it quite a lot. To be fair, I don't. It might just be me, but I do get it quite a lot. I had it recently when I quit my full time job, which was professional footballer. I'm going to add. Um, I quit that. <laughs> to move back to England to, to, to go on this business venture and that was a scary moment like it's a, it's a massive moment you know you're you're comfortable in your salary you're comfortable in, in in where you live in your living space the people around you and quitting all that and going back to as you say reality mm. which is the everyday rat race grind dog days that, w- that we are going through is scary mate mm. it is scary okay that's, that's really helpful I, mean, I think it's nice to know that you've been through a struggle and Ian Sorry to put you on the spot. Have you? I don't feel like being put on the spot. With us, with me, it's, it's similar to what you said. Mm. It's weird. I have. A str- I'm having struggles still on a daily basis, like everybody is. But my, the main struggle I had was actually when I was in full time employment in my most comfortable living kind of arrangement, yeah. earning the best money I, I still to this date have been earning. Not that money really matters too much, but the struggle then was going in, like you said, going to work on a day to day basis sitting in meetings where literally I'm falling asleep because I don't, I can't, I don't know if it's to do with my attention span or whatever, but I just have no interest in the subjects being talked about. Do you think it's because it wasn't something you were passionate about? Oh yeah, but I still, I think uh, this passion thing is, we will get to that, I guess, but I don't know truly what I'm passionate about. There's things that do interest me and things Mm. I like talking about and the work that I do now, I would say I'm somewhat passionate about because I'm allowed to be a bit more creative. Mm. In that specific role, it's not so much, well, I mean, it's not so much the products we were trying to sell, but it's the role was very limiting to how creative you can be because it's a basically, I, I was client-side in a big FMCG company and you would be giving all of the creativity, like all of the, the uh, well, the permission for the agencies that you work with to have all of the creativity and they would basically present to you the work that we are going to be running. And it's just boring. You sit there. Yeah giving opinions and saying, yeah, I like that, don't like that, don't like that. So, but this out, is what out I mean, of interest, okay, okay, that's really interesting to hear that. When you were going through that time, I was living with you, so I'm kind of biased because I know what you were going through. How how helpful did you find the material that you, and actually, I better ask the question, did you read any material at the time in, in the way of self-improvement? Yeah. And how did you find it? Yeah, well, I, the one, I did read How to Win Friends and Influence People because I could, I noticed, especially in that period of time, I was really I struggled to make personal connections with people because at work. Yeah, at work because I didn't like the job I was doing. I didn't aspire to be a, say what my boss like what their job was yeah. to be. I wasn't aspiring for a promotion, so because I wouldn't even want to be doing the job that mm-hmm. they were doing. So I tried to connect with people better, which I made some good friends at my last company to be fair, but there was nothing that I don't think there's many self-improvement books that can tell you how to like your job no. more. I don't think so. This is so interesting because Cause obviously... Mo- yeah, because most self-improvement try and tell you to quit jobs. Mm. That's where they lead. To find your passion. To find your to, passion, yeah, to go course. down that. Because I think the narrative of self-improvement is to not 
work in an office. But this is where you, so we talk about passion and stuff. I was doing the one thing that is probably most kids dream to play football full time. I was training two hours a day doing the one job I fucking loved since I was a kid was playing a very high level in Asia. And I hated my fucking job. Mm. I hated my job. First two, three seasons. Amazing. Like you, you go through phases of work. Like, like you said, with you, like there's an aspiration of, okay, how far can you really like, do you really want to make it? In the world I lived in, I saw a lot of things that, you know, I, I wish I didn't see and stuff. And you sort of learn that uh, you go to passion. Like we spoke about passion. Like it was my passion, but then you, you fall out of that. You fall out of love for that passion. And I was going to work. I hated my job. The last year I hated I was going to training, mate. And like you said about connections in your workspace, because I was uh, the only English speaking player there. I, I had to like adjust how I spoke to my players and I had to learn the language, which obviously I loved doing at the time, but it's difficult because it's, it's not that connection that you have with your friends at home. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a massive part. I know I was 14 hours away on the plane as well, but. How did you, so this is really interesting that we have, I think, you know, all of us have gone through a bit of a, a strange experience. Yeah, you haven't, you, you should, you should shed a bit as your question. So what about yourself? My, what is in? Well, yeah, what, what kind of recent struggle have you had? Um, well, my, mine's been more recent, and we'll, when I um, when we come on to doing a bit of a summary around the last year, I'll definitely go into more detail. But uh, my biggest um, struggle has been probably in the last six months. Um, I was in a high performing job. I was on the board of a business and being empowered by making lots of decisions and the best performer of the business for the, every year that I was there and it was great and see we all did fucking well. Didn't made, we? When we yeah, about it, we all actually did fucking well. Yeah, I th- and but I was really. There was a point where I was at the peak of that, like you with your football career, you know, bearing in mind, we've all done this between the ages of 18 and 26, where for a good four or five years of that time, at peak performance, it was brilliant. Mm. But there was something niggling or something out there that made me think, I I need to do more, I need to do something differently. Am I I in my, my flow anymore? And I definitely wasn't. So I decided to then go and set up my own thing. And... I was really excited. It was a really exciting, passionate project that I was going to do. And I was going to finally get to run my own business and, you know, all this stuff sound really, really exciting and sexy and wow, entrepreneurialism. And then the reality hit in... I found myself lonely. I found myself not to be myself. Um, In your new project. In my new project. Mm -hmm. And it was was all, you know, my decision. Everything was my call, apart from a few things. And... Really, I had all the autonomy that I'd, I'd been striving for. And I think some part of me suddenly said, fucking hell, you're nowhere near ready for this or you haven't prepared for yeah, this kind I of think feeling. autonomy can be very dangerous unless, it's, it unless is. you build structure around it. Massively. And actually, the one thing that we've all got in common is accountability. And I think all of us have, and this isn't the time to get your violin out, but all of us have estranged fathers <laughs> to a certain extent. You know, Pooch, you've, you've obviously had your um, Swedish father, but also your biological father wasn't there. Ian, your father was abroad, mine, mine is similar. So I do feel there's an element of accountability that you, I, I always have got kind of seeped in my mm. life particularly. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, that, that's kind of the, the reason why I wanted to start this because mm. the six months um, prior to now have been hugely educational, yeah. lots of quick mistakes and all the kind of cliches I can throw at this podcast. Um, but I, it's, it's not, I really wouldn't swap it because it's been, I would say the most, the most I've learned in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the question originally to answer it? Yeah. And yeah, and I think also with this podcast, it should give us a bit of accountability to this as well. So it's a weekly thing, as it were, that we set 
in our minds that we have to do it and we have to prepare for. Yeah, exactly. So if we were to go week by week and we had a guest on, you know, we all seek that opportunity with the guest to learn from mm -hmm. him and hopefully give value to him. And, you know, that person is in our network and they will give us the tools that we need in that certain subject, whether it be meditation, mental health, mental health, um, fitness, fitness, diet, you know, all of that. So I think, yeah, we've outlined pretty well our intentions. I think we know what we want with it. Mm. What I wanted to, uh, I guess, start and go around with is actually the summary of the last year. So mm. all of us collectively have spent the last year going through some sort of change. Um, Pooch, I keep on nearly calling you junior. Pooch, I want you senior. to- Senior. Yeah, senior. I'm senior now, son. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want you to take me through very quickly, and I mean really quickly, who you are, what you do, where you're, what your life and all that sort of shares, and then you're gonna guide me very nicely, and if you don't, me and Ian will steer you on yeah. to tell us about the last year in particular. I want you to, at the end of this summary Ooh. of your life, Bloody to young, reflect man. and take us on a journey of 2018. I wanna hear successes, struggles, uh, and then we'll get on to the next year, but we'll do this all for, you know together. Yeah, my name is Junior Elstall. Pooch. Pooch, also known as Pooch. Um, ex well, now ex-professional football player. Um, wasn't always gonna be a football player. Um, sort of came through the struggles, came through the dog days in the professional world of football. Um, when I was younger, had a massive opportunity in Malaysia, was there the last five years. Um, then another opportunity came through. A lot of things in my life, um, it's been really weird. I've, I'm a strong believer in the universe and things that connect in the universe. And recently, how what's led me home is I'm just pretty much connecting the dots in my life that's coming up in my life. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, mate. That's Thank like, you very much. Without saying too just much. really quickly, because any listener that doesn't know who you are, yeah. God knows what they've been doing the last five Wikipedia. years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> could you could you quickly explain why the fuck you've got such a weird neck? Okay, the could you tell my mum is Malaysian. Um, my dad, who brought me up, is Swedish. Um, I don't know my real father. Um, never met him in my life. Actually, a really crazy story. We'll go into that maybe in the future about how I met my sister and stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's my background. So half Malaysian, half Swedish, as you say. My mum calls me Junior. That's been my name since I was a kid. Putra is my middle name. Um, went to secondary school. Some weirdly weird guy was like, I'm going to call you Pooch. I was like, fair enough. And that stuck with it. And I and I now stick by you that. Well, thank well, you. Mate, to be fair, only my closest friends call me Pooch, so okay, that's well, quite nice. Well, hello, whoever you are, um, Mr. Gabbard. Adam Bill. Adam Bill, keeping it real. Nice, oh, thank you, on, Adam, on, for, for doing that. Okay, right, so Pooch, thank you for taking me through who you are and what you do and why you've got such a weird name. Thanks, mate. Can you, right, so December, no, sorry, January 2018, where were you, what were you doing, and take me through to now. January 2018, I just split up from my ex-girlfriend. I was going through a fucking torrid time. Um, had another year on my football contract. Um, and it was, a, it was a year that I didn't really want to be there, but I decided to stay because, like we spoke about earlier, I was comfortable and I had a good salary. And it was just, it, it, felt, it didn't feel right at all. I didn't want to be there. Um, so from, from then till now, it's just been an ongoing process of me wanting to come home. And, you know, I've, I've set that in my mind for quite a long time, um, especially when I broke up from my girlfriend. I went through, I don't know, three to four months of pure heartbreak, by the way. Fucking heartbreak. Was this in the season? So you were still playing During football the season, at the time. Mate, and the thing is, I had, I probably, this season was probably the worst season I've had in my whole career. 
in regards to playing time. Um, I went. There was no passion for it, mate. No passion for it whatsoever. Do you think your passion came through having a girlfriend? Nah, just it came through me wanting to be there, and I didn't want to be there. Okay. And I think not having obviously with the breakup, I was quite lonely as well. And I was just going. My friend actually came out and he stayed with me for four months. It was really nice of him. Thank you, Jack. Um, became my little personal chef, and hence why I turned vegan as well. So yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. So lots of things that have happened in the last. Mate, year. A lot of fucking. Things I want to. I want to. So th- were you, you weren't vegan at this time. You weren't. Um, no, I was fucking. You weren't on the way. Vegan. You weren't even moving back to to England this time. You were still in Malaysia, pretty yeah. depressed. You just broke up with your girlfriend. Yes. Um, How are you here today? Basically. Yeah. I decided to come back, mate. That was it. I decided. I, I phoned my mum. I said, "Look, I, I really want to come back." Obviously, I had the business, which was. Yeah, you haven't really spoke about. I haven't that, really so. spoke about it. So it's a. Uh, I got into tech with my business partner, which is obviously we all know very well, Oliver Palmer, mm-hmm. Pazzy. Scores goals. Scores goals for fun. Gets red cards as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we come up with this business, which was a year and a half ago. I flew back a few times, and we sat down together. And this whole past year has been Skype meetings after another of just branding, business planning. Flashing together, flashing. He's like, remember you used to flash on webcam, mate? No, I didn't do that, mate. Oh, I used to do that. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, it's interrupt. That's all right. Um, so yeah, so that obviously happened, and then it came to reality that okay, well, this is this is actually something quite big that we've got here, um, and I can't be in Malaysia whilst it's happening in England. So I thought, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not happy. I don't love my job anymore. I'm not around my friends. I'm not around my love. I haven't seen my fat. I don't see my brother, my sister, my family for so long. Mm. I thought it's the right time to come home. Um, people always say, oh, no, you're only 27. You can play till you're 35. Yeah, but I'd rather risk it now for a year and see how it goes and yeah, risk it when I'm you, 35. Yeah, because if you had to come home 35 yeah. after this career... Mate, well, I'll be fucked, man. Well, you wouldn't be fucked, but it would be a big risk, wouldn't it? I'm just yeah. trying to think about this... Um, idea of you coming home because your you move your move to Malaysia was never it was it wasn't always a permanent thing to you. No, I, mean, I went with a backpack. Mate. Okay. So this is obviously coming around was was a weird thing because everything was going well. So mm. your moving home was a combination of things. It was a breakup, it was a loss of passion for the game, but also and I guess most interestingly for this podcast in terms of starting something, you had developed an idea with your friend from England um based around fitness. What was the was that the major driving force bringing you back? No, so I got in, I got really bad injury whilst I was at. I had a slip disc, and with I was at an amazing club. The treatment that we had for physios, treatment was amazing. The facilities there were amazing, but in Asia, um, I needed like a lot of rehab on my back. And at the time, I was sitting on my sofa. I, was, I wanted to search, you know, back specialist on my phone. This how this how the whole idea came up to me, um, and I couldn't find a back specialist, like a good back specialist, a back physio mm. near me. So. I was like, okay, well, is there anything out there where an app can provide that for people where they can, you know, the best professionals of whatever it may be, it might be a tennis coach, it might be, you know, a, a foot specialist, osteopath, anything. And there wasn't at the time. Um, and that's where the idea, like, sort of came from was actually helping other people. And I think, like, we spoke about passion earlier. I think when you sort of learn to give and you sort of try to help people, there's a, a, there's a lot better feeling mm. to that than instead of helping yourself. And like, yeah. Okay. That's how it so that was it. You, the minute you got it in your head, you were like, right, this is. I'm going to build this, and you're you you've not got any experience in building an app. Zero experience. Zero experience whatsoever. And then um, fairness, business experience in terms of working your job. I think you told me before that you used to fit garage doors. I did used to fit garage it's doors. Got, mate. But you had a business in Malaysia as I well. I had a business. You in got Malaysia. an e-commerce had, business. Yeah, I've got an e-commerce business which sells clothes in Malaysia, which does fairly well um, in the Asian market. 
um, yet to bring it to the UK. So, um, but yeah, so I've obviously I've been in business and I've been around it, but this was just a whole different thing of, it wasn't just a business. It was, it was we've actually got something that can actually help people. Mm. And um, I think that's what made it more sort of like, okay, I really want to go home and really focus my, manifest this this whole journey. Okay. Now we all, okay, anyone that's tried setting up, setting up a company or even changing jobs or whatever, we know that it's not just like a quick, kickball scramble let's do yeah. it what did you that was january or that was feb or whatever that you decided to do this with ollie um what were the steps because you've only been here for how many months two months now two months so yeah. really we're talking up until about august well the sorry, actually the idea was the year, year lot the year before last so it wasn't this year in january the idea came like last summer so nearly two years nearly a year and a half ago okay and what have the steps been then from back then to here just we branded the whole idea so i flew back to england had a meeting with a product product manager who's built two apps before um, learned from other people got in touch and network with people in the tech industry um and that's what it's been it's been literally networking Mm. with the right people to to learn about what not to do Mm. because i think a lot of people when they go into businesses they're they're quite rash the good thing about this process is it's been a long process so far and we're not even at the stages of building the app yet Mm. But it's it's a very strong process because we've learned and we haven't spent as much money as I don't know. I spoke to someone who was creating a, an app for physiotherapy, mm. um, chiropractor actually, and he'd already spent nearly one hundred fifty thousand. That's without even the demo app. Mm. So I think something like we're doing here, it's just it's it's perfect for me to talk about it because there is other ways you can do it, and it is about networking. It's about who you know. Mm. We got very lucky because Oli uh, Oli Palmer knew James Ashton who'd created an app before. Um, and he gave us a sort of, you know, what not to do and how to do it. And he saved us a lot of money. So there's a lot of talk around, um, you know, it's all well and good having a great idea and it's all well and good having lots of contact, but sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. Were there any moments before you returned to the UK that you thought, oh, I've done the right thing here? Not doubting myself, only doubt from other people around me, okay. other players. So um, people that had a bit of an agenda. People who, who who just sort of thought they they didn't really know what I was doing. I said I'm going home to to start a business, and or, they never will until it no, they does won't. something for you. Right? Yeah, exactly. Until you know, hopefully it does get really it, it gets successful. It will get successful. Mm. Until then, they're like, oh yeah, I always knew you could do it, mate. Yeah, but yeah Until then, they they they're the first ones. I don't think it's in a malicious way. I just think they're they're a bit more. I, th- I don't know, what's the right word. Well, it's quite intimidating for them because they'll be thinking. Maybe we have to do that now. Yeah. Maybe that's mm. what we should be doing. Mm. I don't think people. Uh, this this is. A, a, I guess it's an important topic for another time. Maybe, but you often think people are hating on you or whatever. But sometimes it's just. It's about them. It's about them, isn't it? Yeah, they're just course, a bit. Yeah. They're not jealous. They're just a bit um, nervous. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, for your that's success. Yeah, I don't what think does that like make malicious. I said it wasn't malicious. It was just like, why, why, why would you do it now? Like you still play. You could, you know, what are you doing? You're really gonna come home to do that. And it's like, it puts doubt in your head, but aren't you, I'm quite strong-minded anyway when it comes to that sort of stuff. Did you not um, give me a raw answer with this? Did you did you not feel a little bit like, am I doing the right thing? And, and if you, actually, if you were to put a percentage on it and everyone that you told, yeah. people that were like, this is fucking amazing, go for it. Yeah. And people were like, nah, you're an idiot. How would you break it up? 5% of the people said, go for it. You think it was honestly 95% that was said to you, no, don't do that. 100%. 100% yeah, like 95% of the people are probably related to football aren't they yeah a okay. lot of people are and they're footballers football. and yeah. they, they're obsessed with the football well, lifestyle yes. and, the, and the thing you have to remember is with me being away for five years is I 
lost contact, not lost contact, but like, okay, for the sakes of you guys, mm. you know, we didn't speak for fucking ages. Mate. Well, you yeah. actually think that we used to be friends before the last six months, which is funny, because we never actually, I'm not being harsh, but we never. No, we never really spoke, mate. No. Well, we never mm. spoke. But that's how long you've been out of contact, that yeah, you mate. think that I've met your mum more than five times. <laughs> <laughs> I met well, that's what, that's so, it was, mate, I was ready because I was like, I, I got into a world where I had fake friends, mm. I got into a world where nothing was real, mate. Nothing was real. Um, and I, I think it's when 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 you realise when you come home and you and you get to spend time with your family and the ones you really love. Um, I think that's yeah, that's when when it gets real. Awesome. So that takes us up to two months ago when you landed. Yeah. Um, and we'll come on to what you're planning for the year. But if I could just grab one thing from you before we move on to Ian, um, can you think of a pithy learning from the last year or, or a learning that you can just say to me in, in a line or two what's, what's pithy pithy is like a, a lovely concise way so if it was oh, like so I can't swear doesn't no you can just like, that's you, piff, you, you can say fuck bitches get money that's still you can swear <laughs> that's still a pithy line so you, you can say whatever you want my jumper is mustard coloured that's not a pithy no a learning I want a learning for the for the sake of uh, for the sakes of the listeners I think this year one of the most valuable lessons I learned was to love yourself Wow. Um, honestly, I think once you learn to love yourself a lot more, as cheesy as it sounds, mm. I think people forget to love themselves. And by that, it could be anything. Give yourself 10 minutes a day, you know, going for a walk or just mm. meditate for 10 minutes a day. That is loving yourself because mm. I think after my breakup and stuff and even with football, because we're football, people always degrade you. You're not good enough. Oh, you had a shit game, blah, blah. You look at the comments. Oh, you were shit today. People are always saying you're not good enough. Mm. So when you learn to love yourself, you you pretty much say, fuck that, I am good enough. I'm good enough for me, and I'm still here, and I'm doing a fucking good thing. Brilliant. So I think that's what I learned from this year, and I think that's what people need to to sort of learn from that. Lovely. Uh, Ian, <laughs> so, lighten us hello, up. Hello, hello. Uh, how, firstly, um, sorry for talking over you there, but take me through your last year. In fact, do you remember where you were in January? Uh, sadly, I do. I started this year by punching a tree in an argument with my girlfriend. <laughs> My ex-girlfriend, see, sorry. Why is it always exes? See, start the ex-girlfriend. year, mate. This is the year of the exes. There is going to be a trend here. I'm not going to go into detail why that relationship wasn't good for me and, and to the extent of that relationship, but it was clear by that point that I was in a relationship that I didn't really want to be in. She didn't really want to be in it, but it was just very comfortable. We were living with each other uh, in a flat in Fulham. And yeah, the, 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 it really, it was just, we just kind of got on each other's back. And I remember um, January to March, I was in quite an uncomfortable period of lo- of my life in a sense that I was doing kind of similar work to what I'm doing now but in coffee shops on my own and just constantly being on my own now working in a corporate environment you may say you know I, I would have things that are bad about it but what it can be good about it is that you are surrounded by people mm. and at that company there were actually genuinely nice people so you notice when you're surrounded by people that are working you know you do feel calm if you're in a coffee shop and you can hear babies crying you know you feel like what am i doing here this is is this really what self being self-employed is and then you have the battles of when you work at home you end up being quite lazy and and you know it's quite hard to kind of get yourself uh to be productive so luckily in around sort of april or march last year i bumped into a good friend bj milenga um and he told me that he was running something called the super campus which was a program for entrepreneurs um to basically vacate a co-working space in the office group's new flagship building, which is called Tinter Jailhouse in Vauxhall. Um, with this, um, yeah, with this campus or super campus, you basically got three months of mentoring, uh, which included lots of 
interesting uh, coaches talking about accounting, marketing, branding, anything that will help you try and run your business. Um, and then after the three months kind of com- concluded, I think from March till June, then we were still we still had nine months left of access to this working space. So I went, suddenly went from being in a you know in a in a coffee shop that I didn't like to then being in this super campus with forty nine other people that. Mm entrepreneurs that own businesses and suddenly I was like yeah this is like the perfect middle ground I'm with entrepreneurs they're doing something similar to me I don't feel weird anymore that I'm just sat alone in a coffee shop I was just constantly had this idea that what the fuck am I doing everyone must think I'm doing nothing what were you doing in the coffee shop well I do similar work to what I'm doing now so freelance marketing I've I've done yeah brand consultancy digital marketing that kind of stuff um you did do my brand deck thank you very much but well I'm doing something different now but that's what I was kind of doing at that time with no client that was really like any any specific focus, um, and on that course I met Taf uh, Alibi, and he introduced me to a project he just started called Daily Bread. Now Daily Bread, the idea of Daily Bread is it's essentially a creative agency specialising in building brands. Um, and he, during this time, I'd always and I still am fascinated by media, video content, just that online world has always fascinated me. And well, not always, but because it's quite recent. But in the last sort of year. I've been obsessed watching YouTubers and this kind of um, in this kind of industry. And he basically said he was his he was starting out a YouTube show with this agency called Brand New. And the concept of Brand New is to basically be the pimp my ride for brands. That's that's how you kind of say it in the in a nutshell. So what we mean by that, creating an entertaining, compelling show where someone who wants to start a business would come to us. We give it that kind of MTV treatment and build that idea into an actual brand so i was i saw the first video i was like yeah this is exactly what i want to be a part i want to get good at doing video content i want to be in front of the camera i want to try and get better at that because i know and we all know that video is kind of let's be honest it's the future as well as voices as well but everyone's telling us video content is important so i think if we can show that we're good in front of a camera or we can be comfortable in front of a camera it's going to help us long term so yeah I was really um, dumbstructed by that. I love the idea and I've been working with TAF since then. Um, How's that been? Has that been an easy experience? Um, yeah, you. I mean, it's constant. Um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a good experience. I mean, it's, it's every day you need to work out how you're going to try and get your business some money and you're trying to get new clients. So th- this year for me in a nutshell really has been the most developing year of my life. I had probably the most positive experiences in my life, but I've also had low moods as well. Mm. So like, I haven't even mentioned when I broke out of my girlfriend, just at that point, I just uh, started a, we, well, I was running a charity football tournament to raise money for Calm. So this has probably been one of the biggest highlights of my year, uh, working with my cousin on the battle, on the back of his battle with depression. Uh, we decided to raise money and awareness around mental health and to try to, talk within our community about you know just general sort of mental health and suicide awareness like yeah. talking about those topics um so i kind of co-founded fc not alone with him which is this platform a football-based platform where we use football to talk about mental health as you know football is a platform to talk about a load of bullshit really you sit there at the mates with your mates just chatting stuff that is quite fantasy so it's obviously a big big part of popular culture in the uk football is i'd say it's probably the biggest part of popular culture brings everyone together doesn't it that's what it does yeah so it feels like a no-brainer to use that platform of football where you can get that many men in one room Mm. to then talk to them about their mental health yeah it's amazing man because with i find with football it's a bit of escapism in a sense that you could be 
drinking at a pub with your mate, talking about Tottenham, and then the next day you find out that, oh, you know, something really bad has happened. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Of course, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, kind of jumping around circles. So, in terms of my year, I set up this, I've set up with TAF Daily Breads, a creative agency, and I also set up this uh, charitable platform, FC Not Alone with my cousin. Two of the, the, these projects are definitely the most rewarding when when we get the rewards on the back of these projects they're going to be the most rewarding things in my yeah, life but they're obviously they take a lot of work to get going yeah. um so that's kind of where i'm at now we've just filmed a documentary about um the kind of creation of well we ran fc not alone through this brand new show uh, which basically documents my cousin's battle of depression um and how we formed fc not alone and then subsequently the identity we formed for that which includes the creation of a football kit um and i also this year did a charity boxing event which i lost uh, but i'm marginally blam- lost i'm blaming yeah, it on fitness it yeah. i was yeah, you did just land mate in the, in just the, landed in and i was on a two-week bender in hawaii before he which was lovely man. what i'd like to understand is and it hasn't got to be as profound it could be very simple it could be a word yeah um the last year it's been turbulent up and down but by the sounds of it it sounds like it's been very successful and you should be proud of it what have you learned? I've learned to. I'm so. I'm show. I'm slowly learning, and I'm not going to say I don't because I still do, and I think we all do. I'm slowly learning to care less about what people think mm. I'm doing, and it's not. I don't even think people necessarily think I'm doing anything stupid. I just in my head think people mm. think this, but I have learned this, and I'm trying to keep teaching myself every day. No one gives a fuck what I'm doing because they're too concerned about themselves. Yeah, yes. Exactly so right. I know personally that the least. The less I care about myself, the better I can be because the only thing that's holding me back is myself. How how funny. It's so it's, I, I would say we're all quite linked on that, but I'll, um, it's really interesting when you say that you don't give a fuck about what everyone else thinks about you because I don't know anybody in the world that can genuinely mean it and say that they don't care what anyone thinks about them. Just the ego, isn't it? It is. It's hugely because it is egotistical to think that anyone cares about you. Obviously, your mum and they—it's ingrained, and your friends do care about you. And then you have to ask the question: Who is they? Yeah, who is they? And you have to ask ask the question: Like, what? um, If I'm not doing it for them, who am I doing it for? And if I am doing it for just me, do I care that much about this thing, whatever it could be? Yeah. So, what in 2018? What are some of the struggles? What are some of the highs the lows if i'm really honest this was this was i didn't know at the time the beginning of a huge mental journey and in that time you know anyone that knows me knows that i've always been very confident i've always been very um enthusiastic and positive i think i'm quite a positively charged person when normally when you spend you spend time with me your energy will go up rather than down it's not a good or a bad thing that's just how i am as a person and I I really started noticing um, in myself that that wasn't the case, and I started to lose a lot of my mojo. So it was a really weird time for me. I'd never experienced, and everyone was asking, "How's the new business going, man? How's it all going?" It's similar to you and your football career. Yeah. People are saying to me, "Like, how is it, mate? Is it sick? How, how, how good is it being so your own boss?" On that, I still f- I find it so hard. Some days you have confidence, and some days you don't. You like. I try and dismiss it. I have to be honest, dismiss what I'm doing now because I just find that conversation, I don't even want their judgment sometimes, even though they yeah. might not be giving it. No. But that's part of the journey, I think. You do you go through ups and downs, mate. Like, there yeah. are days you feel like a fucking boss and then the next day you're like, oh my Yeah, like God. yesterday in, in It's so easy. I can YC tell you. House, oh my he God. had a, a Colgate grin just 
I was yeah, I was, I was burning with today. excitement. And then Monday, <laughs> yeah, I had gloomy, I had gloomy Ollie. Yeah, it's oh, very true. I but, shit, I've had a shit day, mate. And and do you know what the really the really interesting thing is? Because you're not really accountable to anybody else apart from yourself, you ride the wave of volatility of your own emotions. So if you're having a bad day, you're having a really bad day because it's been a bad day and nothing is worse than this terrible fucking day. And then it finishes and the, and the, cl- the clouds pass and you wake up on Tuesday morning and suddenly everything is very different. And I, now I've learned one of the big lessons from this year has been when that moment is happening, when you are in flow and when you feel really positive, lean the fuck in, get cracking and get as much as you, all the shit you've been putting off, do it in that moment. Don't let anybody else distract you because yeah. these moments are very rare and I needed, it was almost like I got everything done for the week in that 20, well, no, sorry, more like seven mm-hmm. hours. Um, but that's just, yeah. So we're up to now, I, yeah, I, I fucking hell. The, the lowest low of this year was when I was crying in the toilets after paying 360 pounds out of my own money to do a presentation course. Um, I fucked it. I really fucked it and I was like, what have I done this for? Why am I in the toilet crying? And that was, it was probably the peak of my lack of self-belief, I would say. Mm. And then from there, it's been a really upward journey because uh, I actually- Since I came home. Yeah, yeah, since you came home. Well, I invested in Life Coach around the time that you did return and I I finally had somebody that I was accountable to. I became a lot more self-aware. I definitely think I've been blocking a lot of my awareness through either booze, going out, and shit yeah. that I enjoy. So that was brilliant. And and the high, the high of this year, I'm going to say the high has just been by getting a life coach. The high of this year has been acute self awareness, um, confronting denial, and confronting things that I would say I had a I had a handle on when I really didn't. Being whether it's alcoholism, whether it's uh, positivity, whether it's enthusiasm. What this, what the last six months have really taught me is, what do you do when the chips are fucking down and nobody cares anymore? Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm Rocky Balboa, but it's it's certainly an eye-opening time. Adrian. So that's that. And then if you if you were to ask my own question, which was summarised in the pithy line, um, how I would, what have I learned from last year? What have you learned from last year, Oliver Scott? It is it, going to be really similar, and there's a theme here around self-belief, around inner critic. Um, I would say my thing is don't believe the lies you tell yourself. Wow. Oh, that gave me that give me shivers. Thank Wait, you. let's go into that one. Well, it, it's twofold because you okay. The, you tell yourself lies, like I told myself in June that I didn't have an alcohol problem. I was definitely drinking far too much at that time. So that's a lie. I shouldn't have believed that. We did have World Cup. We had, yeah, a, and I had, had to say, one of the home. best days of my life. Southgate, you're the one, and you didn't bring it home. Um, but the, the second fold of don't believe the lies you tell yourself are on the other side as well. So whilst you can lie to yourself about how great you are, you can also lie to yourself about how bad you are. And I definitely, i.e. me crying in the toilets of that presentation course, was telling myself that I was really bad. And yeah. I wasn't, and there was no point anymore. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't at the point where I was feeling like, oh my God, I'm not going to do this anymore and I'm not going to be that dramatic. But I certainly had this real lack of self-belief because I was believing the lies that I was telling myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've always, from my perspective knowing you, and I said this to you, even in, I don't know what year it is, year 10 at school, I remember our teacher made you do some extra presentation stuff because you had a talent for it. So I think for you to go to a course and you always believed in yourself to be this great presenter, which you are, and for it to go so horribly wrong, that's like having identity. Er- yeah, your identity ripped yeah. out of you. That that is a really, really good way of describing the last, the first three months of this, the, the six months is removing yourself of all the identity that you had. 
because of the lot not the lies but because of the story i told myself Before. i was the most i was the, the top performing yeah, consultant i was yeah. a brilliant presenter i was all these things i had everyone telling me around me that i was that then i had no voices telling me anything apart from my own voice and but when you haven't got yeah. proof or reference point to prove those things it's really hard to remember i don't i don't almost liken it to i mean i would say also and i'm going to say a ronaldo for example someone that was the golden boy of football. I'm yeah. not saying you're not liking you to the golden boy of recruitment, but I'm saying <laughs> in your company... You, the wolf of Wolverton. In, yeah, yeah. In your company, you were clearly... You excelled really, really well. And, you know, if if when a sportsman retires from football, that's all they were known to be. Like mm. they, they were known to be like a great, great footballer and then yeah. no one cares anymore. Mm. What is it you're doing now? Like that, I'm not saying no one cares about you, but it's like you've had this this team of people... That yeah, telling you like great. telling you how good you are, and then you didn't have that one day. You just had a quiet office with a dog. Yeah, with a fucking lovely dog. Actually, God, I love dogs. So that was the learning. Um, so then I, I, I guess actually, you know, what? I think it's important to reflect and say what I was proud of um, that year, and I think we should all go around about what we're proud of, and then I want to I want to lead into what we want to achieve in 2019. Yeah, because if I reflect on this year, I am proud of. Newly established self-awareness. Um, I set myself a goal to to get a control on how often I was drinking and the regularity of that. I definitely think I've improved on that. And I, the, the metric is really no more than once or twice a week, which sounds funny, but it was a lot more than that at one point. It was probably, I was shaking, it was five or six. So that was a big achievement. Stepping out and doing it, I don't have to fucking credit myself for doing this, but this has been fucking petrifying. And, that, and I, I'm, I think I'll be very proud of myself in a few years' time when I've got this to where I want to get it to. Um... My voice, as in, so I was always very scared about speaking out. I was always very scared about how I sounded on social media, bizarrely. That's true, yeah. Um, I think I've, I've taken that away. And, and taking stealing from you, Ian, I'm proud of the fact that I've started to give less of a shit about what anyone thinks because yeah. I genuinely believe that everyone's fucking faking it anyway. Mm, and we're all playing a bit of a game. And then um, the, the, the last thing I'm proud of is kicking this sort of shit off. Like, I feel we're really... I want to build a tribe. I hope I'll speak a lot in these podcasts about building a tribe. But, but for me, building a tribe is such an important thing. I've ne- I can't believe how powerful it is if you empower somebody for trusting them with their specialism. Well, when the people around you are doing good things, it just automatically means that you're doing a good thing. You know, if you surround yourself with the right people that are doing the sort of on the same mission as you, mm. um, that will happen automatically. You are the mean average of the five people you hang around with. Exactly. Who says that? Um, that Ollie Scott, before. 2016. <laughs> <coughs> and anyway, so yeah. let's let's get on to what we want to achieve in 2019 because I'm wary of our time. Proud. Right. We only... We only, <laughs> we only We're going to bl- a bright we only pride. We heard uh, of uh, your pride. We didn't hear about Junior's pride. What oh, you, sorry. What were you most proud of? In, well, uh, yeah, this year, what have you been most proud of? Um, I think this year, I think the most thing I've been proud of is actually having the bollocks to, to stop playing football and coming home. Yeah. Um, I think that's that took a massive, massive... It was scary, if anything, and really scary to, to move my life back to England where my friends and family are, which is weird, isn't it? Like, I'm going home, but it's scary. No. Um, and I think that took a lot of nerve and for me to turn around to you know the club and my agent and stuff and say look I'm not going to play football anymore nice I think I'm proud of, I'm proud of myself for doing for following my heart I think nice. I think that yeah I really followed my heart and it's the best decision I've made so far Jan I I mean uh, I'm, I'm really proud of that boxing uh, getting up in the ring and doing boxing because I hate that's it wasn't just about the fight of the actual physical fight or whatever training but I hate 
traditionally I hate the spotlight and having that much attention on me. It's, and you, I mean, you've performed in front of thousands, thousands of people, so it's normal mm. for you. But I've always shied away from that and tried to not be in the limelight. So every year I found myself getting more like able to cope with attention and that was I think that night was amazing mate. yeah it was a really they've done really well man but that, yeah it was just I was proud of being able to actually you know get up there boxing it is inhumane and whatever but you know it's more about it's not about you fighting a person you're kind no, of just fighting you. yourself aren't no, you of course yeah uh, so I was really proud of that and I'm also really proud of uh, the work that I've been doing with my cousin raising money and creating that new connection with Calm and, and, and trying to strum up that conversation amongst yeah. friends and family about mental health and suicide yeah, so it's so interesting isn't it we've all got our you know all our different sort of prides and stuff it all connects mm. together I think there is things. I think there's an underlying mine's very spiritual yeah I think that's all what we put in our ears as well it comes out I yeah. think that yeah the underlying thing is yeah the pride is really important to reflect on mm. um, okay I want to I want to come on to 2019 because um, it's only around the corner firstly what do we think? What do we think of resolutions? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say my piece on this. I don't really believe in them. Mate. Really? Yeah. Why? Can I ask why? I just don't think. Why do you need a new year to better yourself? It's an excuse yeah. to say I've had a shit. You know. Okay, people have shit year, shit years and stuff, but having that new year resolution is like, it's an excuse to be like, okay, I'm gonna do it now. Well, you could have done it fucking five months ago. What if you flip that? Explain. What if you saw it as a chance for rebirth or a chance for having another try? Okay. You f- <laughs> picture, I got a really weird picture in my head when you said rebirth. It's <laughs> <laughs> Julia <laughs> coming out yeah. like this. Hot. Oh, what? He's wearing a hood. So <laughs> he's just coming out of a, a vagina. <laughs> no, but I mentioned that because I think, look, we've spoken about how we're reflecting on 2019. I know that Pooch okay, not, why, not why, the why do you need? Time. Why do you need January for... for to, to rebirth it's, it's because everyone's doing it and it's sort of isn't, the, isn't it's the, the power the, it, combination even more it's calm? the it thing it is yeah I suppose when you see other people doing the same thing but also what I do realise about New Year's resolutions is people tend to start the rebirth and they finish by fucking February mm. and they so go they're, back they're merely habits. a fetus and they don't form into it's the, like, the new person that they it, <laughs> They wanted to yeah. be. But it's like a connection. Like It's like a bit like a domino effect. Mm. You see your best friend going to the gym. You say, oh my God, he's going to the gym. I've had such yeah, a bad Gyms in January. I'm going to go to the gym it. and stuff. So it's like a domino effect. So that's why I don't believe in New Year's resolutions because people are just following the crowd. Are, are you really doing it for yourself? Because the half, I don't know who, but a lot of people do drop out by Feb and they don't stay consistent. Whereas if you really want to make that change, be strong in your mind to do it when you need to do it. Mm. You know? Yeah. I agree. I Easy think, to say. I, I know think, that. Yeah, but. I think it's good to have a, an overall focus to to go into the new year, reflect uh, like what yeah. we've done, and think this year. I don't know. I want to be more. I yeah. want to be more kind to people. Yeah, or something exactly. Like that. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree. Well, I do agree if you do the right tactics, but it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna lose weight this year or whatever. Yeah. You know that without an actual. A metric. A metric doesn't really work unless like for example i do want to genuinely i personally want to get fitter leaner like i do every year but then i've already booked in a half marathon to do in march Mm. and then i know that i have to dot out next year with events that i have to train towards i mean if you as long as if you're using the year to goal set Mm. with things that you want to do for yourself great Mm. it's like quit smoking that's a bit of a weird one isn't it on new year's oh fuck yeah i did that this year well on me oh good (laughs) good But that, exactly. So, like yeah. goal setting and stuff for the year, I think is amazing. Like, it's great. Like you said, that if you have a metric with it and you have a timeline, like okay, I want to get XXX by then, then use that. But I think 
to use January as like you said, like for little things, I think it's, it's yeah, just going to buy Nike Town, buying all this running equipment, yeah, and running mate. shoes, yeah. and just start. It's a it's it. a great marketing tool. It's like Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. okay. All right. Well, either way. And what, what, the, what about you? What's your what's the, your New Year's res? My view on New Year's resolutions is, I think, for a lot of people, it works as a great reset. Um, I think it's a fantastic chance to put because actually, I, I I reflected on mine yesterday, and I have I've achieved all of them. So without even I'm knowing what were they, what were they? They were give up smoking, um, well achieve Ba-ding. thank you, Ba-ding. Uh, achieve five day a week fitness without even thinking about it. Ba-ding. Well, I think Ba-ding is, that's really yeah, well. that's that's definitely that's in a there. good one. I like that. Oh, um, you're up at six six in the morning every morning, aren't you? With, yeah, with Levi. He's the only guy I can speak to at six. And yeah. I and I've actually <laughs> I've built in and I'd love to get onto how I built that in because that's been a hard one to build in, but I think it's really there now. Power of habit, my friend. Exactly, power, power of, of habits habit. and building in all the small goals. Um. And then there was one about um, more. Hol- I wanted to travel loads that year because I knew that I was going in and doing nothing, and I went to like mm. eight or nine different countries. So that was great. But cool. Um, cool. What do you? The word. Okay, so we're going to the holidays. I don't like the word holiday, mate. I'm really, really negative today. Fuck. Go on. Um, because I think again, people who sort of are in their jobs and stuff. Christmas is a brilliant time to come off work and you know get time to rest and stuff. But I think if you're going back into work in Jan or whenever your time off and you're regretting going back into work, isn't that like a massive like self reflection? Like fuck, I hate my fucking job. Yeah. Wait, wait, you, you well, said you don't believe in holidays. That's in you're saying. No, it's talk, it's talk, he's talking about specifically. I had the, I listened to this conversation this morning of two people in my running club. Yeah. When are you off? When are you off for holidays? Yes. And when do you stop your work? Yes, exactly. And they're like, yeah. oh, I'm looking forward to this on the twenty first. Um, I feel bad imitating that voice, but <laughs> yeah, it's the 21st. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, no, exactly that. Well, and then the question turned to be, I did feel an element of guilt because I'm like, fuck, um, don't I just live a holiday? But I don't live a holiday, but I do I days where I work, but it's like, I'm going to go see my family. Yeah, sure. And during that period, there'll be a couple of hours yeah. where I can just do what I've been doing. I'm going to have to disagree with you chaps here. I guess that's what it's here for. Fuck off. I- do you know what? After the last four months or five months, yeah. I can't think of anything better than taking my head out of the game and not looking at my phone doing an email hmm. so I can come back. I'm a big believer in resetting and going okay, off leather. Are you regretting coming back? Are you going to be like, oh, fuck, I hate... Yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm ready and I'm ready and raring, but I do believe in that break. That, really okay, that's support. fair. I Because in Hawaii, I had the most amazing time and yeah. I have come back and I've been a lot more productive and efficient, yeah. but I wasn't in Hawaii thinking... Fuck! Oh my God! I'm going back to yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's. I, what I'm I was about. thinking I'm going back to England. It's cold. It's whatever. But I wasn't yeah. thinking, fuck. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be back at my desk. Well, I hate my boss. Yeah. Oh, if you're, I think, I think I can categorically say for all of us, if you're feeling that way, genuinely quit your job and find something else to Gen- do. That's, I think that's what I was doing. That, yeah, the Monday, the the Monday prank. I gen- I do not have that at all. I no, get. I'm not even trying to be Gary Vee. I get excited on a Sunday knowing that we'll be in the office and we'll do some work. Like, I definitely, I wouldn't say I always feel excited. I can get a bit of dread because I put a lot of pressure on myself. I get excited because I, I get to go to Soho on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, do you know what? I confess, one of my biggest problems is my Mondays. I have t- typically, whether it's because I've had a big weekend. Moody Mondays. Moody Mondays. <laughs> yeah. But I do have back, so I building. I built a system in now on Mondays where I go and sit at a membership house mm-hmm. and I go and just write my goals and plans for the week because I, I know yeah. that I'm not on mm-hmm. firepower on Monday. Um, but that doesn't yeah. mean I hit my job I, when I'm in flow. I love it's, what I do. It's, it's funny how time goes. We're on we're on fifty eight minutes so far, and it is almost. We got ten minutes left. Fantastic, right? Well, I'm going to get set more what I want to achieve in 2019. In that case, I, yeah, I think if we were to say dog days 
this is a year from now and we've reflected on what this podcast has been for the last year and what you said in this very moment for 2019 what would you say Ollie? what do you want to achieve next year so what do i want to be saying at this time and when you next when you listen to this back and you want to have those ding moments again okay. oh, hi Ollie. hi Ollie, 2019 i hope you're more handsome than you've ever been <laughs> shock <laughs> uh, <laughs> i hope yeah sorry i hope that by this point you have Hide somebody brilliant in your business that you fucking love working with. Um, I really hope that you've managed to get a handle on your finances and have put some decent money away. Oh, God, yeah, um, I really want you to have embraced a new thing. And, I, and when I say that, I want you to have learned... You sound like either, a surfer then. Either, no, 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 <laughs> the piano or... It's either the piano or Tai Chi or something that I can go... Maybe do you know what? Now I can do... I've got a, a skill. I want to create a skill where it's not... Going to the gym or a sport, yeah. it could be a sport because Tai Chi is a sport. That's the one thing that I want to achieve massively on my personal front. Podcasting. Podcasting is another thing. I know that's uh, that's a really big thing. I want to master the podcast. I want to make sure. We, do you know what? I want to get at least six or maybe even ten podcasts this year that we're like, we've we've taught someone something. We've, we've discovered yeah, and learned cool. something, something. Definitely want to learn something. I want to learn. I want to learn from, you know, we've got a guy coming in to talk about meditation. Yeah. I, do you know what? I've not fucking mastered meditation. I'm no, going to openly I've admit not. this now. I've I do it every morning. I don't get it. I'm, uh, yeah. Well. So, Ollie, in 2019, you're finishing the year. I bet, I hope you've levitated your fucking ass off and enjoyed <laughs> at least 25 minutes of meditation because you haven't yet. Um, so, master meditation, all of that stuff. And then I think lastly, I you know I really this is gonna sound fucking cheesy. I really want to be able to spend lengths of time disconnected from either technology or even people and be content. So you want to go on the retreats that we've mentioned? Is that the no speaking retreat? No, 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 no. no I, don't no that. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I mean I want to be able to just walk in the woods and not feel like I'm missing yeah. out on on interaction. Do you feel like that now? I feel like I don't do that enough. Uh, I, I, so I listened to, and I want to get him on the podcast, uh, Niraj. His opinion on, on retreats where they're not very sustainable because suddenly you don't use technology at all oh, for three man. days and then you go back and you're introduced to technology again. Why not actually learn how to control your usage of it rather than trying to just bring yourself and go cold turkey? Yeah. Mm. You need I to like learn. That. We need to become more efficient with our technology, Ooh, understanding yeah, how, how to switch it off and use it when we need yeah. to use it so it empowers our lives, not takes over our lives. Okay, yeah. I love that, but we we're running out of time. So, Ian, the three things that you want to uh, be saying to yourself in the future. Yeah, next year I want to, I want to have... It built a team of at least, f yeah, I'd say five people by the end of the year. So just at least understand as a business owner what it's like to be able to delegate tasks, get enough money in to be able to hire people and try and create a business where you give jobs. Uh, from, a, from a charitable point of view, I want to continue my work with FC Not Alone. I hope to run four tournaments next year as opposed to the one tournament I did last year. And I want to do that not just in London. I want to have kind of like a nationwide uh, footprint with that. I felt it was quite a powerful tournament and it could be even more powerful. So I'm really excited for that project. And I also next year, I'm not going to lie, I need to move back into London. That's that's that a goal. Do? Yeah, to the city. I want to go back to the city. Here and, we go. And I want to get back. Uh, I, th I, th I feel that I will have... A lot more versatility. Uh, yeah, I want to move back to London. I want to continue my charitable work and I want to try and build a team of five. Um, we're going to hand it over to Junior um, where you'll tell us next year 
so if this is me talking to myself next year, I think the three main things I want to do is um, launch my app, launch the tech business and sort of have a year of positive goal setting and goal achieving from myself and the team, have a strong team around me that um, all bounce off each other and are creating, you know, this amazing platform that we're doing um, to, to launch that December 2019, which is the plan, which is the idea. Um, so that is number one. Number two, I'd say, is to become a lot more spiritual in myself. Um, and by that, I mean in, you know, I do meditate a lot at the minute, but like you said, there are days when I find it, I still find it hard to disconnect from the real, the, the real world. Um, and I want to, I want to go on more retreats, and, you know, Aubrey Marcus mm. is someone that we, we fucking love and the things that he experiences and stuff in meditation is, is amazing. So I really want to experience that this year. Um, whether that's finding a lot more about myself, which could be fucking scary, but um, nice. that's number two. And number three would... Fuck, what was number three? You want to start your football career again? No, not, I had number three, mate. Fuck, I've, <laughs> I've completely forgotten number three, mate. Is there anything to do with your mind, your body? Yes, it was. To, thank you, Ian. Number three was to learn to control my diet a little bit better. Wow. As you know... That's coming from you. That's <laughs> coming from a vegan who, <laughs> no, I, who no, controls thing, it mate, very like, well. I, I'm ve- like, I say I'm vegan. I still, I do you had a digestive this. biscuit. I had a digest- but that's, this is what I mean is... I'm. You I'm, are looking really fat after that digestive biscuit. No, way. but I've <laughs> obviously got a lot of strong feelings about animals and I love animals and I'm, you know, 95%, you can't just say that, but I'm... 99.9. vegan and alkaline. But I think once you can control your diet and what you eat, I think you can control a lot of things in your life. Nice. That's really good. Yeah, because it, uh, it's self-control. It, it is pure self-control. Yeah. So we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, what can our listeners or our listener expect in our no- next podcast? I think this was just our introduction podcast, right? We wanted to kind of lay out the ground rules for the dog days. In the future, we'll be hoping to have a, a, a guest on every yeah, episode. Yeah. So don't worry. If you have uh, turned off and if you are listening at this point, which I highly doubt you are, um, <laughs> but if you have decided to listen this far in, we the next the next time you won't just hear us droning on. We have ambitions to bring on some really exciting people. We Look, we just want to learn. We are curious people that want to learn and ask questions because yeah. we're desperate to hear about these things. Well, we want to know. We want to hear their stories as well. So, yeah, you know, we have our social media platforms, the Dog Days Pod on Instagram and stuff where you can, you know, leave us comments and just share your stories because we want to talk about other people's stories. Mm. And we've got some cool guys. So they're not just, um, they, are, they are people that have done things like um, broken through resilience. We've got some suicide survivors and yeah. some really exciting stuff coming up. So next up, we're hoping to have a chap called Josh Connolly, um, who is, I'll do the introduction next week, but unbelievable. And has an unbelievable story that beats any of ours. Not no, that I'm excited. that interesting. And then we've got, Following weeks after then, some some really interesting people that um, I won't name in case they haven't uh, agreed coming this far out into the sticks of Wimbledon. <laughs> Can we even say that Wimbledon? I don't know. Um, but from all of us at the Dog Days podcast, Ian McKenzie, Oliver Scott, Junior Elstal or Pooch, we want to say woof woof. Thank you very much. First one's done. Thank you. Thanks, very guys. Much. It's been Thank a pleasure. You. It has been a fucking pleasure. See you next week. Bitches. This is The Dog Days with Ollie Scott, Junior Eldstar and Ian McKenzie. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at The Dog Days Pod. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And we'll see you next week.